To be honest, I, I want to say to Marion, but I can't be bothered to find his XG and his chance and his like shots and goal from the last game because I know I saw the highlights and he seemed to have <laughs> a good few chances, but. Hello and welcome to another episode of FPL by Dummies with myself Cam and my lovely assistant Tom. How are you mate? Promoted to assistant, I love it. Is this like <laughs> yeah, a... From servant to assistant. Are we taking over at Spurs, are we? Yeah, yeah. Um, you're my um, second in command and uh, we're going to turn around that shit show and uh, catapult them to uh, glory. Are you on like the inside scoop again? Is Conte rejected a second well, offer and, and now And now all the Spurs fans wake up because uh, there's yeah. going to be no glory. <laughs> but yeah, here we here we go. Conte to Spurs, I guess. Um, I don't think we'll, it'll happen. Do you not think? No. I saw that he's been offered an 18-month deal. Um, just for context, for those who are probably listening on Friday or Saturday, uh, we are recording on Monday where Nuno's just been sacked. And yeah, as we just alluded to, Conte is in talks. But we've had, we've had a chat about it through the day. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he goes because they obviously had talks in summer and those broke down, um, presumably over lack of funding. Um, so we were talking about today, is Levy going to turn around and say, OK, I'm going to back you? Because uh, that seems to be the the stalling point for Conte. That's the only way Spurs actually get a decent manager. I mean, they've got enough money. I just, it, it, it's, it's a bit stupid, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I can understand, like, don't get me wrong. I think Levy is a bit of a prick sometimes, but I can understand why he runs a tight ship because it could be a slippery slope in terms of, you know, saying one window, okay, we're going to spend loads to back so-and-so, and then the next window they do the same, and then they do the same, and then they do the same, and then they end up in debt. Um, so he is prudent, but yeah, one of our mates said today that they've also not spent very wisely, and I think that's a good point. Like Spurs have spent money, but they just haven't done it very well. Not anyone um, good. No. Um, well, I think you just look at the, I think the best example of that is the bail money. The bail money was just completely wasted, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean they got in an injured or an injury prone thirty one two year old um, who was just using them to get into the Euro squad or get fit for the Euros. Like, obviously, it's similar to the Ronaldo situation. They kind of couldn't turn him down, but at least you know with United they were getting Ronaldo and they were getting him on a permanent deal, whereas Bale was just coming for. Oh no! I meant when they sold Bale. I mean when they sold it, oh. like, they just wasted all oh, the money on like. I'm try- I can't even think of who they bought in at that time, but it was a it was a bit of a shit. Well, shit, it, wasn't it? it was a, it was a constant meme, wasn't it? That they got eighty odd million, and then they brought in like fourteen players, and all of yeah. them were just B tech of their position. Like, yeah. Um, but I mean, I think it's a fair point as well that they spent this money on Bale's loan last year, and they could have done that on a permanent deal, even even if that was Bale, like. Um, but yeah, Spurs, what can you do? Yeah. Funny, isn't it? So, <laughs> luckily, we don't support them, so who gives a shit? Well, Will does. Yeah, Sadly. but that's funny. That's that's even funnier. <laughs> I mean, like, you're still, you're, still, you're still sort of feeding my happiness. That's, that's our friend who's a, a Spurs fan. Our only, actually, I have a few other friends who are Spurs fans, but they're not as diehard as well, I don't think. No. So, Also not as funny to laugh at when things yeah, he does get Yeah, he does get a little bit too serious. But... Um, on to FPL-related matters. I mean, obviously, the Spurs situation will influence FPL. But um, it was a week of away wins. Um, only one home win so far. One draw, right. and the rest were away away wins. All right, no need for that, is there? Don't, no need to start with that. Well, 
I mean, fairly, uh, what's the word, appropriate. Well, the only home win was Burnley against Brentford. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, mate. Well, I was talking more about the the kind of fact that it was a, w- a weekend for away wins, but I guess, yeah, it does stand out that the only team not to win away this weekend was Brentford. But And, they, and, and Brentford also one of the only teams to not have lost away so far this season. Wow. Have Liverpool not? Uh, oh, no, there's a few. Yeah. I think it's like Liverpool, Chelsea... I uh, don't know who else. Someone else. Anyway, yeah. doesn't matter. Week, how's your week going? Not bad. Um, as I said to you a, a few minutes ago, um, it's been a, a solid week, really. 47 points and I've still got Damari Gray to play uh, away against Wolves. Um, a, f- a few regrets uh, I had. Um, decided about an hour or two before, kick, um, before the deadline to bench Ramsdale instead of uh, Ben Foster um, and that came back to bite me in the ass. obviously Ramsdale scoring 10 uh, but the thing was it, w- it was the right decision logic wise because I had Vardy in my team part, part part of it is I wanted Vardy to score obviously but secondly you would expect Leicester to score at home uh, particularly on recent form uh, and it was just an inspired display from Ramsdale so if I did it over again I probably would make the same call uh, but yeah that's a bit gutting to lose out on 8 points because it would be an even better week um, and I guess the uh, the uh, Sue-sized elephant in the room is that <laughs> I uh, took Ronaldo out for a point to hit this week. Um, and yeah, he uh, probably scored a goal and an assist. Um, Who did you get him out for? I um, took him out for Tony, but it was more... The, his money was to enable a defensive boost. So um, I'd been trying to get Cancelo in for a while. And I had a few kind of bench filler... 4 mil, 4.5 mil defenders in my team. So to get from Cancelo, to, uh, to get from Manquillo, who was 4 mil, to Cancelo, <clears throat> I had to offload uh, a premium asset and Ronaldo had to go blood. Um, particularly He's got the, to go. He has to go blood. Even though, well, the thing is he'd blanked in four games and I did know that this was going to be the game that he broke his duck. Um, so I should have held off. But and in quite some fashion are. as well. Well, that's it. Um, and the thing was, the other transfer I was going to make, which I did end up making, was to bring in Smith Rowe, but I should have done it the other way around. Brought Smith Rowe in this week and then taken a points hit after the fact to get Ronaldo out for Cancelo. But hindsight, she is a, a cruel mistress. Um, she is a so yeah, horrible bastard. Overall, decent week. Uh, spread out returns a bit more this week. A few defensive returns. The boy Livermento coming in clutch again. Uh, Havertz finally doing something, even though it was only a penalty assist. Um, and then the boy Rafinha with a triple nutmeg on his on the way on the way of the ball into the net. So uh, yeah, not bad. What about you? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, Forty-seven points for me as well at the moment. With uh, Mbumo not recovering quite from his knock on the midweek. Oh, sorry, from last week. So Livermento coming in clutch, as you said, for six points off the bench. Uh, I guess my not so sue elephant in the room, just, you know, Conor Gallagher. Um, he certainly sat third rock on my bench. Um, again, it's what, like what you said. Um, it's the right decision. Did I think Man City were going to beat Crystal Palace? Yes. Did I think Man City were going to get a clean sheet? Yes. That's why I started Cancelo. Mm-hmm. Um, did I think Conor Gallagher, do I think Conor Gallagher is brilliant? Yes, I do. Did I think he was going to score and assist against Man City? No, I didn't. So. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the thing is, looking again. at your team, you've got Cancelo, Chilwell and Trent. You're going to start all of them because particularly yeah. Cancelo and Chilwell, you're pretty much banking clean sheets. Then Trent, 
Brighton are a good team, but he's obviously got the attacking threat, so you're going to play him. Then you've got Salah, Rafinha and Havertz, all of who returned. Um, the only possible person that you could have swapped him out for is Mbomo, but even then, that, I would have swapped. But you would have swapped. I would have swapped him out for Livermento. So. But the thing is, honest, the thing is, even Brentford, even with Mbomo, like you would expect, if he was fit, Brentford to score or at least be a threat against Burnley. So yeah, who haven't had a win all season? Yeah, and, and City have kept goals, how many so. clean sheets this year? I oh, think five or six. I think, I think they've only had two or three games where they've conceded exactly, goals. So, so Lo- yeah, like at home against Palace, you do expect a clean yeah. sheet there. So you wouldn't put Gallagher on the starting eleven. No, exactly. So I made good decisions. It just the good decisions were a little bit of your own. But then again, that's why I, I have bench players, and I'm not going to be. It's a bit like when I had Suchek last year. Like I don't mind when he scores points because he's there to f- fill the bench. And when he does come in for points, great. And when he doesn't come yeah. in for points, then it's not really a big deal because I wouldn't have played him anyway. So. I'm not really that yeah. bothered by it, and Gallagher will get his time to shine. And <clears throat> if he doesn't, if he doesn't return, then then I'll be pissed off. So, well, that's it. You're you're the way we're both kind of playing this game is that we are utilizing all 15 of our players. We're not kind of investing in a starting eleven that we want to play every week. And yeah, all of the bench positions are just kind of fillers to allow us to maximize funds elsewhere. We're kind of playing on a rotation basis, which I think is probably the best way to play the game because you're going to have a week where some players have tough fixtures and you want to be able to swap them out. Um, and yeah, it's just unfortunate when that backfires slightly. Um, but what can you do? Yeah. Any standout games from the weekend that you uh, you really enjoyed or um, or didn't enjoy or on caused the, you a serious amount of pain? Well, I, I quite enjoyed the... Uh, well, actually, no, not really. None of them were particularly stand out. It was, it was kind of satisfying as a title rival to see uh, City go down to Palace and totally unexpected. Frustrating that we then didn't capitalise on that uh, and only managed to get a draw with Brighton. Um, Chelsea away win against Newcastle was expected. So, yeah, slightly frustrating that we've let them gain, well, not gain some ground, but stretch their lead on us a little bit. But, I mean... The only kind of really exciting games I think to watch this weekend were the Leicester Arsenal and the Spurs Man United ones. But even Spurs Man United was a bit dead because Spurs were just so bad. Like that was awful, wasn't it? It they was, were shocking. Um, yeah, really too quite quite too easy for uh, Man United, given that they're in a bit of disarray as well. Um, and yeah, I think the Villa West Ham game only really came alive in the first fifteen twenty minutes. So um, the last fifteen twenty minutes. So. Yeah, a bit, bit of a dead week, really. Um, it was, yeah. For how many goals that were scored, it was just sort of all pretty dull. I mean, yeah. Yeah, a bit of a weird one. Interesting to I, see the uh, kind of upward trend Arsenal are on, though. Yeah, <clears throat> I, uh, Leicester did play very badly. Um, yeah, Arsenal did look quite good, though. I, you know, got to give it to them. Um, there's a few players that actually have stepped up and actually looked half decent. I think Thomas Partey was the one that surprised me the most. He actually looked good for once, which was incredibly shocking well I think he he's been unfortunate hasn't he he's struggled a lot with injury since he's come to England um so he's not really had time to build up a run of games and get some form going but um because he, he did he was kind of a not world-class midfielder at Atletico but you know he was held in high regard by a lot of people on the mm. European circuit so you would have expected him to do well when he came to England but yeah he, he's certainly starting to put in some good performances. Anyone, the, uh, uh, anyone in that team that's that's uh, making feeling a bit confidence or or, or completely the opposite? 
In what team? Arsenal. Arsenal. Um, I think we'll speak about them a bit later on, but I think obviously the standout one, Smith Rowe. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we spoke about him a good few weeks ago now, but Aubameyang is, is playing well. Um, obviously, he's had a, a tough few seasons, um, and I think it's quite easy for, to forget that they're human beings, footballers. Um, and when you've got things going on in your personal life, it's sometimes difficult to perform at work. So uh, he's he's looked a lot more like his best self this year. Um, and obviously, yeah, Ramsdale put in a blind of a performance this weekend. Um, I have I had him in my team previously, and I think I'll keep him. I don't really understand why so many people are transferring him in. Uh, yes, he scored 10 points this weekend, but Arsenal coming up have uh, a good fixture next Watford at home, but they then go away to Liverpool, another good fixture against our, uh, Newcastle at home, then they go away to United and Everton, at home to Southampton. Southampton haven't been majorly prolific, but they are a threat. At home to West Ham again, a really good goal-scoring team. Like, yeah, obviously he's faced a lot of shots and got eight saves this weekend for an extra two points as well as the bonus but to be transferring him in and he's the fourth most transferred in player this week really doesn't make sense to me uh and similarly with Gabriel like why the fuck are 40,000 people transferred in Gabriel Gab- Gabriel's become informed Thierry Henry from about 2002 have just, you not heard that people are, a, yeah some people like I, I quite like the FPL community when it's not toxic, but some people are just morons. Like, <laughs> why have you seen Gabriel score his... Is it his first goal this season? It must be. His first goal for ages. Gets 15 points away against Leicester. Like, that's one result in isolation, and then 40,000 people transfer him in for and the run that I've just outlined where they've got... And he's a centre-back. Yeah. He's, like, more, he's more expensive than Ben White. He's more expensive than Tommy Asu. I mean, yeah. And I'm still not sold on Ramsdale as well. I mean, they still conceded eight shots. They should have. They were shit shots. But I mean, against against a team who's actually playing in, you know, obviously Leicester even playing well. But playing if they end up actually playing a team which you know put one of them on target well. And I'm not talking about the free kick because obviously that was a great save. But I mean, they conceded eight shots on target, which is way too many to be. He's not any. And let's put it, put it nicely. Aaron Ramsdale is not Emmy Martinez from the 2019-2020 season. Or even last season. That is last season. No, last season's. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, I was going. Yeah. No, this yeah. season's the twenty one twenty two, and last season was the twenty twenty one. Okay, so yeah, for twenty twenty one season. <laughs> fuck. Um. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm not sold on him at all. You can fuck off. Well, just for context, like Gabriel has scored forty one points this season. Like Livermento, Pinnock. Aspilicueta, Chilwell, like all of these players have scored more points than him. Like, he's not a bad return, but you know, Duffy is one point behind and he's 0.6 million cheaper. Yeah. Um, well, it's not a bad return, but that's because he scored 15 points yeah, this week. In the last I mean, game out. It's pretty average, other than that. He's got some clean sheets, that's about it, really. But, and I mean, you'd rather have you'd rather have Ben White or Tommy Assi, surely. Yeah. So, please. Uh, we He's not in my void because I've got someone else to talk about, but please, if you are thinking about. Gabriel transferring in, or even Ramsdale. If like, you're thinking unless... about an Arsenal defender, get an Arsenal midfielder instead. Yeah. In short, um, the uh, Wolves Everton lineups are out. Do you, you've got Huang is your interest, isn't he? So yeah, he's yeah. starting. Jimenez. Um, Jimenez Actually. is also starting. Uh, for me, my interest is Damari Gray. He's starting. Um, 
Allen is in midfield. Um, otherwise, fairly standard, really. Um, nothing too noteworthy. Um, which, on that note, should we move on to Snogmary Avoid? Yes, Given we that we've shall. just uh, whined about some people that we suggest to avoid. Absolutely. So, um, so go for it. Yeah, Snogmary Avoid is one of the games we like to play on this podcast. Uh, it is, in essence... Uh, Someone you want to snog is someone we would advocate or we ourselves are thinking about getting in for the short term. Either they've got a nice run of games coming up or they're in form and we think you should capitalise on that. Marry uh, is someone who we think should be in for the long term, whether that's all season or just a a good stint in your team. Uh, And avoid, as we've just kind of uh, given you a sneak preview of, is some people that we think are either overhyped or... Yeah, just someone we think you should steer clear of, uh, bad run of fixtures, or just, yeah, any any of the above, really. So, uh, do you want to kick us off with your snog this week? Yeah, I've decided to go rogue this week. Um, my I don't snog... think it's that rogue, rogue. Do you not? No. Okay, that, that makes me happy then. I've gone with Leandro Trossard. Um, he is 6.4 million, if I'm correct. I've just made that up, probably. Um, yeah, he's playing as a striker at the moment. A lot of people just haven't have sort of. Everyone's obviously talking about Sanchez. Obviously, a lot of people have Duffy in, um, and Trossard's gone a little bit under the radar. I think at six point four mil, he's obviously relatively cheap. He's he's slightly cheaper than Rafinha. Obviously, I wouldn't say go Rafinha to Trossard. Well, I guess you could do at the moment. Um, the next couple of games looking pretty good for them. They've got Newcastle, Villa, and Leeds. Um, West Ham, who obviously can concede a goal, and Southampton. So the next sort of five are looking pretty good actually. Um, but he's been playing up front. Um, obviously against Liverpool on the weekend he played on his own up front uh, I don't know if Morpé was injured or was out or I don't know on that one but he played on his own up front obviously got a goal um, and had another goal disallowed uh, for offside which was I mean that was narrow as well wasn't it I mean it could have been could have could have been two for him um, but he's just looked really really good going forward Um obviously uh, played against Norwich on the nil-nil uh, Again, looked really good playing with more pay. Obviously, the four-one against Brighton, uh, four against Man City, got absolutely battered. But even even there, he played pretty well. Like he got, um, I think it was two shots on target. Uh, yeah, two shots on target against Man City. I mean, it's not bad. He's just looking pretty good. And and uh, I know there was the full Trossard movement last year where everyone seemed to get him in. But this year, I just think everyone might be. I'm not going to say sleeping on Leandro Trossard because no one's ever going to be sleeping on Leandro Trossard, but he's a really interesting one to get in, especially with a lot of people with a lot of money in the bank, and he's not a crazy amount of money. I mean, you can go for him. Uh, I, I mean, if you've got a five point six at the moment that you want to get rid of, I'm thinking maybe the Everton midfielders, if you're still on one of those at the moment. You can obviously go across to Smithrow and Bumo, um, but I think Leandro Trossard's a really interesting little punt. Yeah, I mean, as I say, I don't hate that as a shout. He is um, one of Brighton's main goal threats. They're not the most prolific team. Um, and, you know, if you look at his record this season, he got one goal against Brentford, uh, an assist against Leicester, and then he scored, obviously, last time out against Liverpool. Um, so he's not been majorly prolific, but he has amassed more points this season than Zaha, who had, obviously... Well, only the one one game injured, uh, only played twenty four minutes against Newcastle, but more points than Zahar, uh, more points than Foden, who obviously missed the beginning of the season, but you know was skewed his points with the uh, Brighton game. Uh, more points than Saka, Pogba, Grealish, Suchek, 
you know, in that there's a mixture of people who are more expensive and cheaper than him. But Brighton also have a really nice run of games coming up. They've got Newcastle next, Villa away after that, and then Leeds at home. All teams with quite porous defences. Um, so, yeah, in the short term, he's 1.4% owned. If you're looking for a differential to spice up your team a bit, as you said, you could move from one of the Everton boys um, who haven't been most prolific and have some tough games coming up. Um yeah, why not as a punt? There are some few, there are a handful of players ahead of him, points scored this season, um, who knock it in around a similar price point. Um, so Dekure being uh, a noteworthy one, but obviously he's out injured at the minute. Uh, Damari Gray, Mason Mount, um, Greenwood, Jota, Kovacic are all ahead of him. Bowen, and yeah. So there are people ahead of him. He's not necessarily to say he is the be all and end all, but I think as a punt, he is a decent shout with a good fixture run. I think yeah. that's the that's that's what I think where I'm focusing yeah. on that one. The fixture run is pretty nice for Brighton coming up, and and they've looked good. You know, what are they fifth, fifth in the table? Yeah, Sounds stupid at that moment, aren't they? Crazy. So I mean, we're not talking about a Brighton from last season where they're struggling to get bit <clears> wins <throat> and points. Um, they actually seem to be getting wins, and and he's a potential punt, but potentially a punt which can get get a few goals. Yeah. They're not the seventh. The seventh at the moment. Okay. There, I think they dropped down. Whoever uh, West Ham and uh, West Ham game and the Man United, Man United game, United obviously. Well, yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. My my punt is um. I just mentioned him, Wilf Zaha. Um. I guess is kind of inspired by his goal against City, but you know he's been reasonably productive this year. Um. Six point nine million. He's a bit more expensive than Trossard, but again, I'm kind of looking at him with nice fixtures coming up. Wolves at home up next, Burnley away, Villa at home, Leeds away, Man United away. Um, he is obviously uh, the Palace talisman. Um, I guess, you know, you obviously could go to Gallagher for cheaper. Um, he is 1.3 million cheaper and has scored another, uh, quick maths, 10, 11 points than him this season. Um and, you know, Gallagher himself is playing quite advanced. But I think, yeah, Zahar is their talisman. I think he's on pens as and when he plays, uh, which is when he's fit all the time. Um, so, yeah, I think, again, another cheap differential, 5.9% owned. Um, well, Zaha is a decent shout. Yeah, um, also don't hate it. Um, he looked pretty good on the weekend obviously he was the assister for the assister for Gallagher's goal or did he get the assist for it no he only scored yeah he scored it but yeah and then he was the assister to the, the hockey assister, assist I think yeah I think so um but yeah he looked pretty good I mean uh yeah obviously without injured for what one game what you said but yeah. again they've got I don't think it's a horrible set of fixtures as you said no pretty nice why not do it do it, do um, it. my marry it's a bit rogue um, because there's it's not, not really, it's not at all. Well, I mean, there's not it's really not the form. It's not. To back if anything, it up. if anything, it's the obvious choice. <laughs> uh, I think that might be a bit of Brentford bias coming in there. No, but... it's not. <laughs> um, so, if you hadn't cottoned on, I'm talking about Ivan Tony. Um, he has only had uh, what is that? Three returns in his past six games, six or seven games. Um, a goal and assist against Wolves, and then assist against Liverpool. Um, other than that, he's blanked. But I think our favourite word of the pod, he's looked lively. Um, he had two opportunities on the weekend that he could have buried. Um, obviously, your 
retort to that would be, well, he didn't bury them, so that's a reason not to have him in. But I think the mid-priced forwards have been the way for the past couple of seasons, and I think they'll continue to be be the way. Um, I think they've got a really nice run of fixtures coming up, um, starting Norwich at home this weekend coming, Newcastle away, Everton at home, Spurs away, Leeds away, Watford at home. So all the way up until early, mid-December, they've got really good games. And I think even beyond that, um, as uh, Brentford starting striker on pens, um, getting lots of chances, they're a very productive team, Brighton. Um, I think it's yeah a matter of time before the dam breaks uh, and yes, goals come flooding in. And for me, being an owner, I hope that it's next week against Norwich, um, the most leaky defence of the league this season. So I think Ivan Tony um, of the mid-price strikers is probably the the one to go with. Yeah, me being an owner and also massive fan also hopes that the dam is broken next week because... Um... Yeah, I just want to see him spank Norwich. Do you so. have his? Do you have his stats from the uh, Burnley game on the weekend? Yeah, uh, so we had uh, one shot on target, two off target, one blocked. Um, the one blocked and the one on target basically were the the save was really great from Pope. I, I say could have maybe done slightly better, but it came pretty quickly. But I mean, it was a it was a great save. Um, I think the more of the ones with the two two shots on target against Leicester the week before, they were really good saves from Smichael. I mm. mean, you know. It, and obviously we say it all the time and, and it's it's stupid to say it but on another day you know he gets two goals against Leicester and he gets two goals against Burnley on the weekend and never talking completely different about it you know it's a bit like Madison um, Madison's free kick against Arsenal if he scores that people will probably start talking about Madison again mm. it's it's all about what happens in the actual game um, obviously you talk about that like Ramsdale made a great save if Ramsdale doesn't make a great save no one's talking about Ramsdale everyone's talking about James Madison it's just such bias about actual points which obviously makes sense but it's you see a lot less on the actual performance of the player and I think Tony's getting in the right positions he's getting the shots on target um obviously they played Stoke in the Caribou Cup and he actually played a full 90 there and he got a lovely uh, it was a lovely assist and a lovely goal for those those two there so and I, I know obviously they're only playing Stoke uh, but Stoke playing quite well but it was a really good finish and so his finishing is there you know he's not not scoring it's just he's I would say a little bit like Mbomo being quite unlucky um, you know, just jumping to the side, and Bumos hit the hit the post six times. Again, if he's a if he's a couple of inches either side on those six chances, you're looking at almost double digits for the start of the season. So there's a lot of luck involved and bits and pieces like that. But he's getting in the right positions, he's getting the shots on target, and so I feel like it's only a matter of time till he starts scoring, and then everyone will be jumping on him again as normal yeah. as they were at the start of the season. Yeah. So. And you got. I think the final one is you got to remember that it's his first year playing in the Premier League. So the start of this season, he's learning about how to play in the Premier League because it's different than playing in the Championship. So yeah. for me, he'll get he'll get there, and um, once he gets there, he's going to be pretty unstoppable. Not biased at all. Um, right. So My who's Mary? your Mary then? So someone who I did say at the start of the season will be coming back into the Chelsea team, and he's finally back in the Chelsea team. And I finally feel vindicated. Is Ben Chilwell? Um, I mean, I could have gone Ben Chilwell or Reese James on this side. I've gone Chilwell because I actually think he's a little bit more nailed than Reese James. Um, I actually think Reese James's output potentially attackingly is slightly better than Chilwell's, but I actually feel Ben Chilwell is now more nailed than Reese James, especially with the fact that while James has been out injured, Aspilicueta has obviously been playing that right wing back position and playing it very well. So for me, I'd be going Ben Chilwell. Um, I will 
consider and I'm potentially going to go with now that money in the bank going with a double up of Chua and Reese James um, yeah I think Tuchel said in his press conference today that his uh, wing backs are not defenders they're midfielders and I think that's been proven over the last few games and from this season that goals from Chelsea have been majority from defenders rather than attackers and midfielders they've scored the, I think they scored 10 goals from defence four goals from their forwards and I think it's like six goals from midfield so all, the majority of the goals have come from defence so far um, a lot of them being from Reese James and a lot of them being from Ben Chilwell so for me getting Ben Chilwell now while you still can before you not going to say you're priced out of him because there's no way he's going up to like 7 mil but he's going to keep going up and up and up and I think they'll get to a point where he won't be you won't be gaining anything from him because it'll be like effective ownership and all that shit coming in. Well, do you know who Chelsea's two top goal scorers are this season? I'm gonna go with. No, it's not Ben Chilwell and Rhys James, is it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> I saw uh, a stat on Twitter the other day saying, "Yeah, Rhys James was their top goal scorer," and I was like, "No, surely not." And I've just had a look now, and he is. And then I scroll down a bit further, and Ben Chilwell was second. Uh, I mean, he's joint second with uh, Macy Mount and uh, Lukaku. Um, but it's ridiculous. And then Chalaber is their next top goal scorer with two. Amazing. Um, they're just relying on their defence for all their goals. Again, I tweeted earlier this week, quote tweeting my last one about Chelsea fullback saying they're on roids and I rest my case <laughs> after um, James's double. And I mean, it was it was a fortuitous double. Um, they were great finishes though. they were good finishes um, I think the first one you can kind of accept a little bit more um, the second one yeah rebound keepers out of the goal it just falls to him nicely and he, he sticks it away and he does well to stick it away but uh, yeah that's not going to happen every week but I think yeah Chilwell I think of Chelsea's defence Mendy Rudiger and Chilwell you can pretty much guarantee are going to start every week now um, and Tuchel's obviously very blessed with the defenders that he's got in his squad and he can rotate them. Um, but I think, yeah, James is probably going to... He will feature, um, and he's had good minutes this season so far, even with Aspilicueta playing ahead of him sometimes. Um, I think both of their flexibility kind of helps them in that they can play the right wing back or right centre back and they can swap those roles between them. But I think, yeah, you know, we saw was against Brentford, they played Malang Saar, Rudiger and Christensen I think um, and then last week out they didn't play either of well actually Christensen might have played but they played Thiago Silva, Rudiger and Christensen like they can just they've got like six centre-backs that they can switch between um, so I think yeah James is a bit more uncertain uh, whereas Chilwell seems to be a bit more nailed on I've got him in my yeah. team and I'll be keeping him there for the foreseeable so yeah, I mean, I mean, Reese James is a good shout too. I, I wouldn't mind that. And obviously, Rudiger does seem the most nailed because I don't think Saar's going to get that much game time. No, to be honest. No. And he, and even but, if he does, it won't be for Rudiger. I think Rudiger is his guy. Uh, well, the only thing is that they both play that left centre back role more so. I think does Rudiger so not I, play in the middle? No, he plays on the left. I think mm. I'm certain of it, but I might be wrong. I love, I love I'm, I'm certain of it, but I might be wrong. If that makes sense, <laughs> didn't it? Uh, I'm Classic pretty sure FBL Rudiger. Exactly, we, we we know our shit. Um, I'm pretty certain he plays left centre back, and I'm pretty sure Saar plays the same position. I will quickly, while I'm stumbling through all my words, just double check that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, I do think he's one of the only left centre backs they've got at the club. So really goes from the most nailed of all of them that side. But yeah, like you said, uh, Sar can come in for him as well. Yeah. Who's your cool. uh, avoid? My avoid is going to be nice and spicy this week. Uh, my avoid this week is Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, yeah, obviously got golden assists on the week. So why would you you why would you uh, avoid him? You. I, I I hear the th- I hear the seven people who listen to us I cry. Hear you cry. Um, for me, I just don't think at the moment he's worth the money with the fixtures they've got coming up, and I think you can spread that money better. And I think, in my opinion, there's a better option emerging from the Man United ranks that's not Ma- that's not uh, Mason Greenwood. Uh, that is actually Marcus Rashford. And so, in my opinion, I wouldn't go for Ronaldo currently now for twelve point four million because he's dropped again. Um. I would have a wait and I'd see what happens against Man City. Now, if you have got Ronaldo in your team, I wouldn't say get rid of him. That's my what I'm saying. But what I would say is don't rush to get him in now he's got a goal and assist because they're playing Man City this week. Yes, Man City have conceded two to, to Crystal Palace, but they also went down to 10 men and we know how good they are defensively. I just think, in my opinion, I'm going to wait and see and, and see how Rashford gets on because Cavani played the sort of... They obviously changed formation again on the weekend uh, ironically, he played the Antonio Conte uh, five five three two. Getting um, used to him coming in soon. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I assume <laughs> I assume I saw. A, I think it was Paddy Power or someone tweeted earlier. It was like Ollie playing the Conte uh, formation against Spurs, to which then Spurs sacked their manager to then get an Antonio Conte to play the Antonio Conte formation, and it's like Inception. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just. For me, I just think that Cavani isn't going to be a solid starter in that team, and I can see Rashford potentially coming in and taking that position from him. Um, he looked really, really sharp when he came on. I mean, you know, now he's had a surgery, now he's sort of back up and running. Obviously, he's had that injury for quite a long time. It's been sort of a long, uh, long-standing problem for him. Now he's back and sort of potentially back as, as at his best. You've got to remember that what not last season, season before, he's almost twenty goals. I want to guess at that when they're in proper form. And so for me, I just hold off if you haven't got Ronaldo yet. Don't rush and get him, and just see. Obviously, the Man City game, I don't think a lot of people are going to be rushing to get Ronaldo. Just see if Rashford gets another start because if he starts playing the the way he can play, I know there's a lot of rotation potentially there, a lot of issues. Um, I just really like the potential shout of Rashford. Yeah, I mean. I would agree in not having Ronaldo. Um, obviously, I got stung by jumping the gun a bit too soon, and I should have really held firm. Um, given he blanked in four games, he's Ronaldo. He's going to break that duck soon. Spurs aren't the best defensively this season, um, so I should have held on. But yeah, Ahead of this City game, I can envisage Ronaldo scoring, then they go away to Watford, which is another decent game, but I did expect more from him, but you got to remember he's 36, coming back to the Premier League, it is going to be a challenge for him. He's still Ronaldo, so he's still going to score ridiculous goals like he did, um, but yeah, I kind of have the novelties worn off, um, I think. Yeah, I don't really know what to make of United this year. They've not scored bags of goals. Um, four against Newcastle. Well, I'm sorry, I'm looking at Ronaldo, so that's not the entire season. Um, five against Leeds in the first game of the season. Okay. Then one against Southampton, one against Wolves. Four against Newcastle. Again, decent. Then two against West Ham. 
None against Villa, one against Everton, two against Man United, none against Liverpool, and then three this weekend. I don't really know what way in to their attack I want to go, because Bruno's not been great recently, neither is Ronaldo. Greenwood is two in and out. Rashford hasn't really featured because of his injury. Um, don't really know what is the answer to their attacking threat. Um, but yeah, I just think Ronaldo is going to score goals this season. He's going to score points. Uh, but I think you can distribute your funds better throughout your team that will cover him off and kind of score more points than if you had him in your team, basically. So yeah, yep. Can't, I mean, can't I will. I will want someone from Man United in my team from 15 to 22. Yeah, they do have a really nice run of games then. It's ridiculous. I mean, I even might, if, if they start playing a bit better, I might even get Luke Shaw back in because, um, yeah, there's potential there. But, I mean, if, if, if Rashford does get a solid amount of starts in the, in the next sort of, what is it, five game weeks up to Crystal Palace in 15, I probably will go Rashford. I yeah. Mean, it's so much cheaper. I think I would have to monitor that. Um and hopefully, to be honest, I wouldn't really be that bothered if Rashford doesn't score goals. And in fact, I think I'd prefer he didn't score goals between now and then. I just want to see that he's playing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. When they then come to, because I don't want people to be getting him in because they see he's playing well before they run a games. Um, because they can score hat loads going going forwards from there. As you say, Palace aren't mugs this season, but it's a nice fixture on paper. Then they go away to Norwich, away to Brentford, at home to Brighton, away to Newcastle, at home to Burnley, at home to Wolves. Like That is only a one-month period, but because it's the Christmas period, those games are packed in. Um, so they've got a lot of tasty fixtures that they can score big points there. So, yeah, I hope Rashford does play so that I can see that he's starting and he's not a rotation risk. But I don't want him to peak too soon that I I don't kind of get the benefit of not many people owning him before he starts going well. So so basically what we want is someone to play really shit up until the fact we get him in and then play really well. Yeah, sounds like the point of the game. Yeah, really, right. but... yeah I think so, yeah. Sounds pretty <laughs> good to me. I've got, I got to be honest, I'm well on board with that happening. So To be honest, I think if you if you, what you want is insight, then FPR by Dummies is the place to come. So uh, Well, that's what I heard. <laughs> a bit more insight for you. Uh, my avoid is Saeed Benrahma. I only talked about him a few weeks ago saying that you should avoid him. Um, so I'm kind of... I, it's more that I'm kind of at a loss with who to recommend... Um, I think though I, I am kind of vindicated in this he obviously did get the assist for or one of the assists for their four goals on the weekend um, but prior to that he had blanked four games on the trot um, they also have a rather difficult run of games coming up um, they've proved this season that they can score against pretty much anyone um, so West Ham will be a threat even though they are, have got difficult games of Liverpool, City, Brighton, Chelsea coming up um, but I think as I mentioned a few weeks ago, that the person to go for ahead of him is Bowen if you're going to get into the West Ham attack. Um, and yeah, it's just more to say, don't really be fooled by the assist that he's picked up this week because I don't know that it's necessarily an indicator of kind of good form going forwards. Um, he obviously started the season really well, which kind of boosts his ranking in the overall midfielder's point scoring. Um but yeah, I just think he will score goals and assists this season. But in the grand scheme of things, I think he's probably going to end up middle of the pack. People are going to catch him up and overtake him, um, point scoring wise. 
Um, so yeah, I think I'd just say to uh, stay clear. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if you're if you haven't got him already, I think if you've got him already, then there's potential going. Maybe I'll keep him for a bit. But if you haven't got anyone, you want to get a West Ham attacker in. A Antonio obviously didn't get involved yesterday. Thank God, because uh, I don't own him. Um, but. Yeah, I think you can look at now Jared Bowen, who's looking absolutely brilliant. Well, um, Bo- and, Bowen and f- in the same time that um, you know uh, Ben Rama's only had one or two returns, has blanked only once. Uh, yeah, five, and four five, seven, as well. six, three, eleven. Um, yeah, he's well. So obviously Bowen's point three cheaper, and Fournell's another point three cheaper again yeah. from that. He's at six mil. Um, obviously hasn't had quite the attacking returns as as Bowen, um, and so I'd probably go Bowen. Yeah, you're yeah. right. But on the eye test, I think Fornals has looked better than uh, Ben Rama has. Uh, yeah. He's been more involved in their play, which, you know, you don't necessarily have to get lots of touches of the ball uh, to warrant a place in people's teams. If you score with one touch in a game, then that's all anyone really cares about. But obviously you're increasing your likelihood of points the more that you are in contact with you know, attacking play and touching the ball and stuff. So I think from that point of view, it's, it's best to play the average game and... Uh, Go with someone who's featuring more. Yeah. Um, there you go. That is Stormware Void for the week. Done. Um, done. So then back to a a fan favourite, singular. Um, <laughs> would you would you rather? Um, so if you haven't listened to the podcast before, then would you rather basically is a well, John is exactly what it says on the tin. It's would you rather. I give Cam a couple of options of, of players who I'm basically thinking between. And you basically just have to give me... Cam will give me an answer of who he decides. He has not heard these before. And yeah, just tell me whether he thinks they're good ideas or bad ideas. So we'll start with the first one. And don't worry, is... I will tell you if I think it's a bad idea. Good. That's what I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm planning on. Well, the first one then. Um, so who would you rather have out of Emil Smithrow, Connor Gallagher, or Brian Mbomo? That's a tough one. I, I do like Mbomo. Um, but I think personally... Um, I would go Smith Road. This is kind of biased because I brought him in this week. Um, but I think my reasons for going Smith Road is because I've already got Tony and I don't want to have, like, Brentford have good players in each portion of the pitch. Like, they've got good defenders who are bringing in regular returns. They've got midfielders doing the same. And obviously, Tony up front is pretty profitable. But I think. Me personally, I've, I've got Tony and I would prefer to have Tony over Mbomo um, and I wouldn't want to have them both. Um, and Smithrow is being really good this year, basically. Um, I think Gallagher, you know, warrants his, his mention in the conversation. Um, he's playing unbelievably well this year. Um, a lot further forward than he was last year for West Brom. Uh, he was kind of playing the holding role last year, whereas this year he's been giving more of a license to the Rome. He's playing a bit more of an eight and getting up and down the pitch. Um, and yeah, kind of coming in with big returns, but I think Smith Rowe is the one that excites me most to watch. Um, and Arsenal seem to have turned a corner, so I think uh, lots go through him, Aubameyang and Saka. So I think, yeah, he's just going to score more points over the course of the season. But I guess if this is advice for you, it depends what the, the makeup of your team looks like um, and kind of what you're willing to gamble on. Because I know yeah. you've obviously got Tony and Mbomo, so you probably would be happy to stick with that. But Well, I've, I've actually got 
Mbomo and Gallagher at the moment. Yeah. So, um, and I'm quite happy with both of them. Yeah. I, I don't really want to change across to Smith Rowe, and I, I don't yeah. see I will be changing across to Smith Rowe right. anytime soon. Um, I, I really like him. I think the reason I've done this one is this week is because I think they're all really good options, and I don't think you're lost with any of them. Well, um, I think Smith Rowe has got, the worst fixture them. run out of all three of them immediately coming up. Um, so that could be difficult. But as I say, I, th- I think Arsenal will score goals in those games. Whether they win them or not is a different matter. But if they're scoring goals, then Smith Rowe is going to be involved. So I think, um, yeah, even if Arsenal aren't going to necessarily win, he's well worth having. Yeah, no, not bad at all. Not bad. Um, right, next one we've already discussed it a little bit, but I wasn't didn't realize that. So, would you rather have Ben Chilwell or Reese James? Yeah, Chilwell. Yeah, that's we've already discussed it really. Short, we? So. Sweet. <laughs> that was easy, wasn't it? Yeah, me too. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, final one. Uh, one people we haven't talked about and um, really interesting because I think a lot of people are talking about a lot of pre, a lot of you know. There's no good strikers in the game at the moment. Everyone seems to be blanking, and so I've picked out two who I think are actually really good strikers that people are sort of just not thinking about. So, would you rather have? Uh, and sorry, one of them we are talking about. Everyone's been talking about. Would you rather have Mikel Antonio or or Gabriel Jesus? Um, I think I'd rather have Jesus going forwards. Um, he was quite unfortunate to have his goal ruled out on the weekend against Palace. Obviously, Foden was offside, so you know, rightly so. Um, but he's played really well this year. For some reason, playing off the right has suited him more than going through the middle. It is a difficult skill to play a striker, and you've got to be able to hold the ball up. And he's a strong boy, but yeah, I think it just for whatever reason has suited him playing out on the right. Um, and fixtures like the FDR doesn't really mean anything for City they're the best team in England if not Europe um, so whoever they play whether it's a 5-4 or a 3 they're going to score goals um, and I think Jesus is going to be well involved with that um, West Ham obviously are a really good attacking threat this year and Antonio is one of the highest threats for attackers I think he's second in the game points wise still um, only to Salah Um so he is um, a big threat, but I think City are going to score more goals this season and Jesus is going to be involved in a good proportion of those. Um, West Ham have more difficult fixtures coming up where they could well blank, uh, two of them being Liverpool and, and City. Um, so yeah, I would I would say Jesus over, um, what's his face, Antonio. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. And to be you. honest, he's um, only ten points behind Antonio over the course yeah, of the season it, so far. It's yeah, it's actually surprising. A lot of people really aren't talking about Jesus. I mean, um, he's currently only nine point eight percent owned, so pretty differential. I mean, on the grand scheme of things, um, he probably, unless Vardy picks up his form. But to be honest, what I'm thinking about doing is dropping Vardy down to Kalechi and Acho, and or or Pat depending on obviously who's playing at the time, um, and then bringing in, um. Gabriel Jesus and Phil Foden, so having a having a double man City attack, yeah. especially for com- some of their upcoming fixtures, look pretty ridiculous. I mean, we've got uh, man. Obviously, I mean, immediate future not great. United, Everton, West Ham. Then it gets Villa, Watford, Wolves, Leeds, Newcastle, Leicester, Brentford. So all the way up to game week nineteen, and then obviously the tough games against Brentford, Arsenal, Chelsea. Um, but I mean, that's some pretty good fixtures. Yeah. And 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 I obviously you do have run the risk at that point of having the rotation, but I think if you've got Jesus and Foden, you might be able to avoid some of that. Yeah. 
Agreed. Um, what about the league? Yeah. Sorry, that's would you rather for the week. Yeah. League. 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 As so, I said, firstly, we are still mid-game week. We are still mid-game week. We still have the game to go um, quickly. So, yeah, uh, just talk about the FPL with Hermes podcast league. If you do want to join, I'll give you a second to grab a pen and paper or mentally ingrain this into your brain. It's U-E-V-A-G-U. It is mentally ingrained into my brain right now, uh, mainly because I tattooed it onto my forehead. Um, so I've just got a mirror in front of me every time we do the podcast, which I just read it back to you guys. So U-E-V-A-G-U, and you can join the group. Um, Brilliantly, top- uh, Josh is the worst scorer this week, although he does yes. have uh, Smith Rhodes come off the bench for nine and Damari Gray still to play, so he probably won't end up with the worst score. But... At time of recording, he is so. Uh, we that's him. fine. It doesn't matter as long as it's worse <laughs> as time of recording. That's we'll absolutely it. fine for me. So unlucky. And a um, top scorer, massive Andrew. Score. Yeah, very, 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 very good. Um, Andrew Davis, Team MLC, MLC, seventy-one points. He has that's gone pretty. with the uh, Chelsea double up with Reese James and Rudiger. Um, Twenty-one points from Reese James, pretty ridiculous. In the past two game weeks. Reese James has scored 34 points. Yeah, that's mental. I mean, <laughs> I saw a lot of people this week as well. Cheeks. I saw a lot of people this week as well changing from Reese James to Chilwell. And I was just like, that's brave. Mm. And the people who did that, I don't even feel sorry for you because that's a ridiculous move. Um, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a great score. Obviously, we're still mid-game weeks. So there's still a lot of auto-subs to be, to be had. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very tight at the top Bloody this hell. week. Jamie Miller, he's having an absolute stormer of a season so far. Yeah, we got FPL dad and uh, yeah, Jamie Miller slogging it out, uh, slogging it out at the top. Two points between them now. I mean, they're both ranked inside the top ten k at the moment, which is incredibly good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very jealous. Yeah, uh, Jamie, Jamie actually, Jamie actually bought in the Brentford goalkeeper, the new Brentford goalkeeper this week as well, which I thought was is, was very brave to start. Yeah, and he started him. Yeah, Alvaro Fernandez. Um, and yeah, and then FPL Dad, you know, thirty-seven points at the moment, but he doesn't have As- but he doesn't have Aspiqueta. And guess who's coming off Aspiqueta? Connor fucking Gallagher. <laughs> um, am I am I jealous? Absolutely. Um, am I do you do you, do you, do you deserve it? You probably do, mate. Well done, well done, Richard. Because that's um, yeah, that's really impressive. And that is the league for the week. Yeah. Um, talking about the league, uh, got our first guest appearance on next week, haven't we? Yeah. Oh boy. Currently. Currently in sixth in the league. Uh, we've got, you know, uh, regular to the pod. Uh, Rob's going to be joining us next week. Um, he's currently sat 47th K, 47K in the world. Um, he also didn't have Mason Mount play this week or Brian and Bumo. So he gets like, Livermento and Armstrong off the bench. So he will be ranked pretty fucking high next week. Yeah, when so we, he's uh, going to come on and teach us how to play FPL properly. Um, yeah, so I will say, be... and I'll give myself a shout out, another green arrow this week. Uh, up Me to 644k uh, as we said still got a few players to go so that could be even higher but we are making moves in the right direction so yeah I'm I'm currently uh, six green arrows in a row nice which is very tasty it's I've jumped deep. from yeah after two terrible game weeks back in game week three and four which took me out back outside the top one million I'm now up to 350k and according to live FPL at this moment in time I'll be jumping into the top 300k due to good old Tino Livermento good on the boy and if Wang, if Wang gets a brace tonight then fuck me I'm gonna just limbs I don't know limbs yeah absolute limbs um, um we both went with Salah this week um so not much movement there but who do you think you're gonna captain this week coming I don't know 
Um, it's a really tough one because a lot of me just wants to go, right, just stick it on Salah because it's the right thing to do. And it's the right thing to do for playing the game. It's the right thing to do for protecting my rank and just, you know, slowly building it. On the other hand, what other chance am I going to have to captain Ivan Tony yeah. at home against Norwich? I'm, I'm, I'm like, showing Tom on screen who my captain armband's on at the minute. Yeah, well. Ivan Tony. Yeah. Oh, it's so tempting. Um, I mean, it's one of those where it either goes, it's a bit like Havertz, it's a bit like the Havertz captain from two weeks ago. It's either, you know, fucking brilliantly, uh, sorry, fucking awfully. Or it could go the other way, and I'm yeah. Tony Hicks for a hat trick. Well, the thing is, like, Salah has a really good record away against West Ham, so I'm tempt. Like, I really don't want to go against that. Um, and you know, he is the form player in the league. He's like a good 45 points ahead of the next closest point scorer. But Brentford do have Norwich at home, which I don't think is it's not going to be a seven nil like Chelsea had. No, 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 um, definitely not. But there is the potential for. You know, I can see like a 3-1 or a 3-0 and Tony could be involved in all three of those goals in some way. I'm probably, I'm now more I'm thinking about it, I'm probably going to go with Salah as captain. And it's not because, it's not because I'm being boring. It's because if I play Tony as my captain, it means I have, in essence, four players from Brentford playing in my game week this week. So I will have <laughs> Pinnock and Bumo and Tony as captain, which I feel like, I feel that's enough. <laughs> well, the thing is, if you could, you would have four Brentford players playing this, so why would you not go with it? Because I'd rather have three Liverpool players Plastic playing fan. in some way. Plastic fan. And no, I mean, I, it, is, it is a fair point. The thing is, it is a really nice game week for fixtures. Like, you could easily put the... For me, I could easily put the armband on Salah, Vardy, Havertz, Rafinha, Tony, Chilwell, or... Smith Rowe would be an outside punt, but you could do that with Watford at home. Um, so there is just yeah a wealth of choice, which makes it kind of more difficult. But I think the nice the nice thing at the moment is the fact that Salah's captain by so many people is it's basically taking captaincy out of the game, yeah. which means that basically the teams who are performing the best are playing really well, and I'm actually doing well because I'm I'm not relying on captaincy. So I feel like just being smart, I'm just going to captain Salah and just keep playing smart until. He gets injured, or his form drops, or, or he gets like the I mean, other it, even this week, like he, I mean, he could have scored, but he was just offside. Um, obviously, it was an assist for an absolute Henderson screamer. I mean, it just it goes against every fiber in my body to not captain Salah because he's just on absolute fire. And it's like, well, do I think Ivan Tony's going to outscore Salah? It doesn't really matter if Salah was playing Man City and Tony was playing Norwich. I still think Salah has the ability to outscore any any single player in the game. Yeah, there's a reason he's what did we say last week? He's fifty points ahead of the second top yep. scorer. Exactly. I mean, uh, that's the only bit of non dummy advice I can give on the <laughs> Dummies podcast is I think just captain Salah until it goes all horribly wrong. I mean, all you're going to end up doing, I think, just rely on your other differentials. Like I've got Conor Gallagher, who's a massive differential. I've got Ivan Tony, who is a differential. I've got Mbumo, who's a differential. I mean, I mean, rely on your other differentials. To, I mean, the whole of my team is pretty much a differential apart from Salah. Yeah. So the fact that everyone's captaining Salah means that all of your players are actually running at a pretty near enough ownership of what you own them at. Like, so it means you get good gains from every single player. Like, even Livermento, everyone seems to think, everyone seems to be talking about they've got Livermento. It's only 20%. No one's captaining him. So everyone's getting those good points from him, yeah. good point gains from him. So, yeah, I think it's going to be boring, but I think just stick with Salah for now. Yeah. No fairs. That ruins our Salah game, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't think we're really going to make any inroads. I shouldn't have uh, deviated the week that I did, but there you are. 
Um, I guess all that is left to be said is that's all we've got time for. That is all we've got time <laughs> for. So, so yeah, if you want to, then obviously get us on Twitter. Um, we uh, tweet our musings on FPL. Um, raging, happying, that's a word, uh, memeing, all, all sorts. So uh, the main podcast channel is uh, FPL by Dummies. Uh, Tom's handle is FPL Dummy Tom and mine is FPL Dummy Cam. So give us a follow and uh, yeah, we hope we hope to see you over there. So thanks again for listening and uh, we'll see you back here next week. With, with our special guest. Bye.